Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just did a speech for two hours. I'm not frustrated by anything. It's a fake investigation. We did nothing wrong. I think they've already dropped the case, from what I understand. I think it's been dropped. So that's Trump on an interview yesterday saying he thinks the case has been dropped. (laughs) Check. No, it hasn't, according to the lefty media. I think he's right. Oh, really? Yeah, I think old fat brag and his. Why would I take a shot at the man's body shape? I apologize. That was way out of line. Trump's fat, too. What's the matter with me? It's not like I'm a beanpole. Anyway, uh, old Alvin <laughs> Bragg, he's a he's a God blanked communist. He's that and a Marxist and ruining New York. But anyway, uh, he has uh, been, I think, hammered from every side. He's got to back off this idiotic case against Trump. I think Trump has sources and I think he's right. There's no way that grand jury charges him. Or so, indicts him so and Trump, the DA charges him. So Trump did his big official campaign kickoff rally over the weekend in Waco, Texas, which is, uh, is that a message of any sort to, to you? Do you do you take that to be a big deal? 
Yeah, it's something. It's it's a dog whistle or a wolf whistle or a slide whistle or something. About government overreach or, you know, we're it's us against the government, that sort of thing? Is that what that something was about? Something like that, yeah. You don't pick Waco by accident. It's a fine spot, but no, no, it's an odd place to launch your campaign. Anyway, Mark Halpern's write-up of it, and he had a very big, enthusiastic crowd there. A lot of people that waited for many, many hours to get in. Red, white, and blue-themed Trump apparel everywhere. Jesus is my savior, Trump is my president, said uh, some shirts. We the people are pissed off, said uh, some of the other shirts. Everything is for sale at Traitor Joe's. Uh... Uh, one a vendor yelling, if you're not wearing a Trump hat, it means you're a Democrat. I don't think anybody probably was at wow. the Trump rally not wearing uh, or that was a Democrat. Probably, although I don't know. He had a lot of Democrats vote for him in 2016. Uh, the everything here, for sale at Trader Joe's is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Here's a one quote from the rally. Uh, not a crime, not a misdemeanor, not an affair. I never liked horse face. That wouldn't be the one. There is no one. We have a great first lady. <laughs> Which I think is a funny quote because he realized, he realized when he said that wouldn't be the one made it sound like, you know, when I do cheat on my wife, not with that one. Right. No, 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 no. There is no one. We have a great first lady. Uh, he went with our biggest threat, our high-level politicians like McConnell, Pelosi, Schumer, Biden, the Justice Department, all poisoning our country. So he includes the Republican leader of the Senate in his list of Mm -hmm. horribles. Uh, Calling all the people that are involved in the political or the uh, criminal cases against him scum to enthusiastic cheers and that sort of thing. So uh, and he and he did a lot of uh, stolen election talk, which was kind of surprising to me because I've been saying for a long time I feel like and with the poll numbers where they are, I mean there are polls where he beats Biden, there are plenty of polls where he gets the nomination, there are polls where he beats Biden. I've just I've I've just thought for a long time, man, if he just if he focuses on the border and how great the economy was when he was a president and various things like that, I, he's got a decent shot of getting elected president. So why is he going? Uh, with some of these other more controversial things. Well, it's all about him. It's his grievances. Uh, well, he portrays them as the people's grievances also. That's his whole thing. Look, I am your retribution, right? That's his, that's right. his message from his campaign speech. They're, mm-hmm. they're, 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 they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just in the way. That's his message right now. And so it reminded me of a story that was in USA Today, geez, many, many years ago. This might be 15 years ago. That was such an eye-opener to me at the time. And they were talking about how many people don't vote in this country and what it would be like if they did. Now, this was USA Today, and it was coming from a lefty point of view. And, you know, if we could get all these people that don't vote together, we could accomplish all these great social justice things. But I was just wondering if maybe this is Trump's angle. So I was going back and looking at some of the numbers from the 2020 election. Now, the 2020 election was an outlier in terms of turnout. I mean, we had tremendous turnout, record-breaking turnout. There hadn't been turnout like that since, I think, 1952. So we're talking really, really historic. People got out and voted. Uh, 62% of uh, humans that, uh, that are of voting age voted 69%, dang near 70% of people that are eligible, because a lot of people are not eligible to vote, 
whether you're not a citizen or you're a felon or whatever. But 72% of people that are eligible to vote voted. But that means 30% of people that are eligible did not vote. And if you do the math on that, because there are 240 million eligible voters, and even with a 70% turnout, that still leaves you with a 160 million people who did vote. In other words, 70 million people that didn't vote, which is, wow. You, if he'd have gotten a tenth of those people to vote, he would have beaten Biden. He lost to Biden by about 7 million votes. Biden got the most votes anybody's ever gotten. Trump got the second most number, highest number anybody's ever gotten. But if he got a tenth of the people who didn't vote to come out and vote, he would have beaten Biden, even with that stunning 82 million vote turnout. And I just Mm -hmm. wonder if he doesn't think, look, all you people who watch cable news and watch Meet the Press or read these up endorsement columns in the Wall Street Journal, that ain't who's coming to my rallies. That ain't that 70 million people that didn't vote. They don't have any idea what you're all talking about with that crap. I am going to reach those people who are unhappy and tell them I am their voice and I am going to get, if I can get some of them to turn out, I am going to be president of the United States. And I just wonder if that's his theory because it would absolutely work. The numbers of people that are available to vote are huge. Huge. Yeah, I've, I've always heard th- those people described in the main, though, as teenagers and potheads and and uh, a huge like lefty uh, potential voting block. I, I, you know, I don't know. I haven't dug into it myself. I don't know. I think you look around a Walmart and there's a giant crowd of Walmarts all across across this country. We got a whole bunch of people that that tend not to vote and don't feel like anybody's representing them. And they just feel like they're getting screwed by whatever. And Trump is tapping into that crowd. Yeah. And I just I just wonder if that's his angle. And I think it could actually work. Obviously, it's a fact that if you could mobilize a whole bunch of people plus just a fraction of that crowd that normally doesn't turn out, you would dominate politics. Mm-hmm. You don't need yeah, a, you, you don't need keep all them of them turning out consistently. Yeah, you don't even need to get close to all of that seventy million. Like I said, if you got a tenth of them, one out of ten, to come out and finally feel like that's going to do some good for them to go to a voting booth and vote, you get a huge, huge number. And I, I don't know. I was looking at that crowd and thinking that might be that crowd. Well, will you allow me to be uh, a little concerned about the idea of? Uh, <laughs> Electoral politics is the angry, emotional outlet as opposed to voting for a set of principles and policies and the rest of it. That scares the hell out of me. I wasn't talking about what's good or right. I was just talking about strategy. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I just, well, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm right. Nobody knows if I'm right. If that's his theory, if that's what he's working on. If 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 his if if the reason he's willing to go against what seems to me would be the obvious good advice, talk about the border, talk about the economy, talk about you know the America first, that sort of stuff. That sort of stuff's all great. You could get elected president if he's just a, no 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 no. I want I want to I want to I want to reach all the angry people who feel like they're not represented in this country if and convince them, them that Alvin Bragg is coming after them by coming yeah, after Trump. Yeah, exactly. 
And then seems I, like a stretch to me, but plus you can count on the way we are, where we tend to vote for our tribe, no matter what. I mean, Joe Biden made this point himself when they were talking about uh, the high percentage of Democrats that don't want him to run for president. And he said to a reporter, and this was mocked by some, but I thought it made very good sense. Yeah, but those people will vote for me when I am the nominee. He's right. Yeah. They don't want him to be the nominee. 70% of Democrats don't want Biden to be the nominee. But when he is the nominee, they are going to vote for him. And that's because that's just the way we do. You know, it's a it's a uh, you got a choice of two people. Um, so you either vote for, you vote for this person or that person. So when Trump's the Republican alternative to Biden, he's going to get he's counting on all those votes anyway. And if he can get, like, like I said, 10 percent of the angry, I don't normally vote, but finally somebody's standing up for me crowd. I don't I don't know. Well, I don't know, man. There's a there's a Walmart in every town in America. Full of people that I'll bet don't vote. I would love to see those numbers. If anybody's done wonder if anybody's done any polling on that. What percentage of people at Walmart are a vote? Do you have a guess? I really don't know. No. I try to low. avoid going to Walmart. Oh, look at the elitism. <laughs> Dripping with elitism. elitism. You're probably wearing those double bunk strap shoes we were talking about last hour. Absolutely, and a cravat. Now, I try to avoid going to all stores. <laughs> <laughs> Not Saks Fifth Walmart. Avenue, every bit as much as the dollar store. <laughs> I just don't want to be in a store. <laughs> I don't know. Or do you think he's got no strategy? Am I just overthinking it? He's got no strategy. He's just standing up. Uh, 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 venting his spleen about people coming after him. I think it's kind of, it, 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 he's very instinctive about it, and he has seen what you're describing to a large degree. He's seen those people flock to him and say, you're the first candidate who's ever paid attention to us. We're with you. So, yeah, I think instinctively he's doing that. I don't know to what extent he has a strategy or not. I mean, bitching about Alvin Bragg is not a strategy. I'm sorry. I'm not going to pretend it is. Or I'm not going to agree that it is. I'm often wrong on these things, but it's just, it's, he is just venting. It's about him. Trump is about Trump. I got to admit, admit, I laugh every time you first to horse face. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't believe he says that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would be... Amused and disturbed by that if my favorite hockey player was doing that. Presidential candidate, it's unique. I just can't believe he says that when he's doing a rally. I would have never sl- I would never be with Horseface. Come on. She's making the rounds over the weekend, dancing at various places, getting good crowds. Gal's gotta make him a living. Absolutely. I'm uh, not paying a dime to see HF dance. <laughs> Or anybody else, for that matter. I mean, she, if I'm going to see a gyrating skank, it's not going to be her. She, I mean, it, it's an ironic thing, isn't it, when people go? Oh, sure, absolutely. She should it's put just on a the, celebrity site. Remember when the horse head mask was so popular? You had one. Oh, remember Lord, when those were? Really, I did. She should come I out, wore it out yeah. like, you know, as a joke. Hang a lantern on it, as I say. Um, wow. We have much more on the way. That uh, Do you agree or disagree? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And finally, I saw that Apple is going to spend $1 billion a year to make movies that will be released in theaters. It'll be fun. Instead of trailers, every movie will start with 30 minutes of terms and conditions. <laughs> I don't Wow. I don't know where movies come. All movies come out different places now. I'm confused by them. So when I see an ad for a movie, I don't know. Is this like in my mind because I'm older? I feel like, is this a real movie or is this just a streaming movie? But there's no difference, obviously, based on, well, everything. Um, but I saw an ad. Yeah, come on, Boomer. You bing it. You figure it out where it is and you stream that thing. I saw a movie, an ad for a movie uh, about uh, Kim Philby, the greatest spy of all time, British spy back in the World War II era. I love that whole story. I've read so many books about it. I've talked about it a lot. But there's a new Kim Philby movie out that looks fantastic, but it's it's one of your streaming things, so I don't know what it is. Is that yeah, a real movie? A young person email Jack to tell him where to find the no, movie. No, but does it, is it, do you mention movies oh. like that? Does that mean it's a movie oh. movie? Like people I just talk think there are too movie? many of them. I think there are too many. I think they would because there's some wonderful stuff. It seems like every single day I have a friend say, hey, are you watching, right. you know, Schnagglepuss? <laughs> and I'm like, no, what's that? Oh, it's on Hulu. It's fantastic. It's uh, Kevin Costner stars as an undersea explorer. <laughs> you just... <laughs> It seems like every day somebody brings something up to me. I saw Bob Odenkirk uh, uh, has a new show started, Better Call Saul guy, has a brand new show. I had no idea. I'm a huge fan of his. I didn't know. It's and, on A&E. And they all seem to make lots of money somehow. I guess. Are you watching Morning Cup of Coffee? Oh, yeah. It's great. It's on A&E. You got to get the subscription, but... It's fantastic. It's a series you can get coming. the subscription through Paramount, uh, which is through, uh, you know, Prime Video. and stuff. It's season two. Give it four episodes. It picks up. You know, I don't, I, I, every, like you said, every day. 
Yes, the production values are fabulous, yes. these movies you're talking about. The acting, every, everything's first rate, but there are just too damn many By of them. By the way, Mandalorian blows. <laughs> Whoever you are that texted me that the next two episodes were good, what the hell? That was my you're a simpleton. My kids you're were like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, is the Mandalorian on this show anymore? Oh, sucko. How the mighty have fallen. Well, you run out of ideas. I guess, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, coming up... Beware the univariate fallacy. Uh, I have no idea what that is. Oh, it's a fantastic show. It's on Paramount Plus, <laughs> and it's uh, no, it's <laughs> it's actually a logical fallacy um, that it, it, you see it all the time. It's it's used in arguments every single day. Oh, I love culture warish arguments. But this, you know, sometimes, even though instinctively you're like, I can see what you're doing there. Sometimes it helps to break it down a little sure. bit and understand exactly how they're trying to dupe you. Okay, I love so, stuff like that. The univariate fallacy. Beware. Anyway, you know what? We don't really have time for this, but I'll give you the very, very short version of it. Oh, one minute. Michael, you cruel son of a gun. Ah. Uh, Gosh, what can I do in a minute? I, I will tell you I'll this. I'll tell you what maybe I can we'll do in a minute. Oh, boy. Um, maybe hour three we can get to this. But there is growing recognition that there's a huge breakdown in the uh, juvenile justice system, like the criminal justice part of it, and schools. This whole progressive approach to discipline, and this will shock you, friends. It doesn't work at all. It's a disaster. It's a nightmare, but I think people are waking up to it. As usual, the question is, how many more victims will there be before, you know, people wake up to it, what is clearly true? I keep bringing it up to people, this this new era of, what do they call it? Restorative justice. And uh, nobody seems to understand what I'm talking about, but it's a thing. It's definitely a thing I you should know about. I've got a stat about violence against teachers you won't believe. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
platitudes on patriotism, religion, children, community involvement, all at record lows. Oh, boy. According to a poll in the Wall Street Journal, we should take a look at that. Well, let's focus on the good news. There are things at record highs, too, Jack, like violence. Stay with us. Uh, actually, during... Oh, Lord. Now you brought me down. Uh, hour number three, I want to talk about the school discipline thing. Uh, listen to this. I promised it, so I will deliver it, and then we'll uh, pursue it more next hour. We're talking Ontario public schools that include Toronto, the biggest um, school uh, district, school system in, in Canada. In 2005, 7% of teachers were the victims of physical abuse in the classroom. 7%. The most recent year, 54%. If that is not an indictment and a scary vital sign, holy crap. So do you put that on uh, changes in changes in parenting or changes at the school? Probably all of the above. Societal changes. But specific policies within the schools are absolutely uh, at the root of it. Um, it's what academics are calling an epidemic of violence in the schools. Again, more on that next hour. But I wanted to uh, pay off the univariate fallacy which is a very fancy pants name for something very easy to understand, but you see it all the time. Uh, I'm going to quote this piece by Colin Wright. It's terrific. I, I may subscribe to his Substack. He's really good. Anyway, uh, in a world flooded with information, the ability to discern fallacious reasoning is an important skill to safeguard yourself against tides of unreason. This guy like That's like what I'm fighting words. every day, it feels like. Tides of unreason. The damn tides of unreason. Jeez. The tides of unreason wait for no man. A skilled orator or debater, however, can easily obscure their faulty logic through the seductive power of the words. One way to safeguard your mind against that manipulation is to expose yourself to specific fallacies and understand how they work. All right. Which brings us to the univariate fallacy. The word univariate means one variable. And this fallacy works by concentrating on a single variable while ignoring all else in order to deceive people into accepting a distorted picture of reality. Now, there are two versions of it. We're just going to concentrate on the first one, which is blatantly applied broadly across many issues, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so the first common version of the univariate fallacy serves as the foundation for virtually every equity initiative. That you've ever heard of that aims to eliminate outcome disparities for identity groups uh, based on immutable traits like race, sex or gender identity or whatever. The reasoning behind this approach is premised on the mistaken belief that group disparities are in and of themselves proof of systemic injustice. Whether racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia and a host of other phobias and isms, as they put it. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, regrettably, these group disparities are routinely calculated by comparing population averages of a single variable across groups without considering any confounding variables. This flawed methodology often leads people to adopt beliefs that are true in a very superficial and naive sense, yet raise uh, or I'm sorry, yet false in a much deeper and relevant sense. Now we'll get into specifics. For instance, it's often claimed that black Americans are incarcerated at higher rates than other races without controlling for crime rates. We've talked about this a fair amount. 
or that black Americans are more likely to be victims of police shootings than other races without controlling for police encounters. There's also the purported wage gap that asserts women are paid 70 cents for every dollar a man earns. We've all heard that a thousand times without controlling for other variables, differences in occupations, positions, education, job tenure, or hours worked per week. In each of these instances, the apparent disparities dissolve when a more appropriate and rigorous multivariate methodology is adopted. So they pretend like there's only one variable, and that's that the person involved is black or gay or a woman or whatever, when indeed there are lots of them. For instance, last week a paper was published in the prestigious science journal PNAS, the flagship publication for the United States National Academy of Sciences, that simply reported disparities between white and non-white scientists in their representation on editorial boards. The Times papers spent under review, citation rates, this sort of thing. From this alone, without controlling for any other factors like age, the stage of their career, English fluency, etc., the authors were somehow able to confidently assert that their findings highlight ways through which non-white scientists suffer from inequalities, potentially hindering their academic careers. And they go into some detail. But beware, beware, beware of a situation where there are many variables. Like, I remember um, the, uh, the, the wage disparity between black people and white people. If you adjust for educational achievement, it disappears. Mm. And in fact, the black people actually have a slight advantage, probably not statistically important, but it, it completely, the difference disappears. So it's so clear the answer then is not, well, we need to eliminate uh, systemic racism. And um, although there's there is some truth to that, but um, and just punish white people and promote black people. No, the answer is we've got to take a serious look at all the variables that yield a crappy educational outcome for black students from the quality of their schools to the teachers, violence in the schools, culture at home. Are they read to as kids? Are they taught the alphabet when they're four years old? All those things are variables. They're important variables. There's only one reason to reduce something that complicated to one variable, and that's that you're trying to fool somebody. You're trying to dupe them. In that's my interesting. The univariate fallacy. I don't know if I can remember that. I might have to write that down on a piece of paper and keep it in my wallet. Maybe a tattoo. I referred to what, a, what's the What's the plain spoken? Uh, 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 there's got to be a... Uh, it's more complicated than that. Maybe that's the plain spoken way to, uh, you know, express the same idea as the univariate fallacy. My son pulled out a wallet the other day, and I referred to it as a billfold. Hmm. Are you familiar with that term? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm not. I've always crazy. called it a wallet, but it's just when I was a know. kid, it was a billfold, and my kids. <laughs> laughed at me so hard for calling it a billfold. And I realized, is that funny, Michael? I realized it must yes, be a, yes, boomer, it <laughs> a boomer term. I said I would be looking through my billfold sitting on the Davenport with my stocking cap on, which got a yes. great laugh out of them. But I think part of that's regional, too. Okay. Uh, like upper Midwest. Um, billfold yeah. is a pretty funny name, if you think about it. Yeah, well, if if shoes were called feet dry or something, I mean, just 
feet inserts. <laughs> <laughs> Seems overly complicated. Yeah. Um, how about God's wrath on the Mississippi Delta over the weekend? Holy oh. crap. I, I can't even think about a tornado like that because it's too frightening. I can't come to terms with it. A mile wide on the ground for an hour, just wiping everything off the face of the earth. Reducing it to rubble, areas that look like Mariupol in Ukraine after, yeah. you know, a hundred Russian missiles hit it. A tornado can do that in seconds if it comes through. If it's an F4 on the ground traveling slowly, just grind everything to dust. You know, I've, one of the poorest parts of the country, too. Yeah, I mean, just awful. That doesn't help. I have been in the basement with tornado sirens going on, I don't know, 20 times in my life or many times in my life. And uh, you just have to hope that it's not one of those, because if you get one of those, you're doomed. I mean, no, no, you know, get in the southwest corner and make sure you open the windows. All those all those things are good precautions if a mm-hmm. small tornado comes near you. But if one of those hits right where you are, you know, do whatever you want. It ain't going to make much difference. It's just brutal. Include praying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Killed almost 30 people at least. Yeah. I'm not going to blame the victims of it, but I got to believe they they mentioned in some of the news coverage the percentage of folks in that part of the country who live in mobile homes or uh, not mobile phones. Nobody lives in a mobile phone. They live in mobile homes or... uh, you know, that sort of dwelling, and it's like the highest percentage in the country. I got to believe if I'm living in a double wide in that part of the country, I'm going to spend like, I don't know, my weekends digging a hole and begging, borrowing, or stealing cinder blocks and build myself a little tornado hidey hole. I mean, yikes. But again, you get a, a monster like the one that uh, hit. Muddy Waters hometown, Blues legend. Um, Yeah, doomed. Well, it's very unlikely it's going to happen to you, is the thing. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with being prepared for things, but it's it's damned unlikely that you're going to get hit with a tornado that big right in your spot. I mean, because it tends to be pretty pretty tiny spots, but that's not Mm -hmm. what happened here. Absolutely brutal. Do you have a... um, a poultry restraining cone. Do you have one of those, size medium? I uh, I can call Judy and ask her. I don't believe I do. I just became aware of this yesterday. They sell them on Amazon. You might want one. Uh, among- I don't often need to restrain poultry. So, also the along with the attitudes that have changed in America drastically in a short amount of time. Polling from the Wall Street Journal, which is freaking frightening. I don't know if we're doing that. Maybe it's because all the uh, unrestrained poultry running around. Could be. Thank God they got the restraining cones you can get on Amazon at a decent price. Stay tuned for all that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Adam Sandler. (laughs) Adam Sandler got the Mark Twain Award. Last week, and they aired the episode last night from Washington, D.C. Here is actor, funny man Ben Stiller on stage talking about his friend Adam. There's something about him, you know, his work. It, it, it just, it all, it all feels effortless. It almost seems, I mean, I don't want to say lazy because that's not the right word. And <laughs> I, I don't have a better word, so for now, let's go with lazy. Under the surface, there's just, there's just so much more to it. I mean, there has to be. I mean, how else can you explain a crazy Hanukkah song that's really, yeah, it's incredible. And it's really just a list of rhyming celebrity names, and yet it goes multi-platinum and has become a holiday radio staple that my daughter forces us all to listen to after we light the candles every year. So uh, I mentioned this to somebody over the week, and they said, Adam Sandler got the Mark Twain Award. I mean, Mark Twain was one of the blah, blah, blah. And I don't know what the Mark Twain Award is supposed to be, uh, but uh, Will Ferrell got it a couple of years ago, and Eddie Murphy got it, and, uh, you know, humorous get it. But Adam Sandler, so he got this award last week, so it was in the news a lot, and he did an interview with the Washington Post. He rarely does interviews. For good reason, because he did a couple of interviews early in his career on Saturday Night Live where he was misquoted and mischaracterized and caused tremendous pain in his life. Oh, wow. Like with some Mm. of his best friends uh, at Saturday Night Live and that sort of stuff. So he decided, screw it. If you're all going to like try to cause problems every time I talk to you. So he hasn't done interviews in years and years and years. Didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Um, Anyway, he's a fascinating guy. And, And I kind of feel like Ben Stiller feels like there it's like there's got to be something more than what's going on beneath the surface because it looks it does look so effortless but he has his movies have made over three billion dollars he's been involved in 200 movies that he's either written produced or starred in i mean it's just he's so freaking huge you just can't even believe it and the number of people that came out to praise him and talk about how wonderful he is and wonderful to work with and just a great guy i thought Mm -hmm. was really interesting on its own 
But a couple of people talking about how he has always, the first thing he does when he gets up in the morning is he starts writing. He has an idea and he starts writing and he does that all day long from the, you know, getting to the whole lazy effortless thing. Clearly, you know, there's a lot of work going on there. Um, and he's just been always been so passionate about coming up with a new idea. But one thing that he'd get to, and this is what I wanted to bring up that I find so interesting. Why is it funny when Adam Sandler laughs at his own jokes, but not when anybody else does it? For anybody else in the world to do it, it's annoying. But I think Conan O'Brien brought that up, but somebody brought that up. For some huh. reason, Adam Sandler laughing before he gets to the punchline because he finds it so amusing is endearing somehow. Huh. And, and, and it's just it's charming. I don't know why. He's got some sort of special magic there, but that did that that aired on television last night, Michael. Is that where you where you caught I that stuff? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I look forward to watching that because a, a lot of the biggest, funniest people in America were up there uh, praising him and playing clips and stuff like that. Um. Oh, and they, they talked about in that Washington Post interview that Don Olmeyer, who used to be a top guy at NBC, he's he's the guy that fired Norm McDonald back in the day from Saturday Night Live. Because oh, Don right. was OJ's buddy. Yeah, he was close friends with OJ and told Norm to stop making OJ jokes for Norm, so Norm doubled the OJ jokes and got fired. But anyway, this Don Olmeyer character, <laughs> who Letterman hated and used to badmouth all the time, um, wanted to fire Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, and Chris Farley because nobody thinks they're funny. Damn. And, and uh, Lorne Michaels had to protect them, and that's how Adam Sandler ended up leaving. Is Adam Sandler comes to him and says, look, I got a couple of big movie deals coming, and I don't know if I got time for both. I want to do Saturday Night Live. He said, look, I'm just telling you, they want to get rid of you. I've been protecting you and keeping you here the last year or two, but they want you gone. So if I were you, I'd take it, you know, take advantage yeah. of when you got the time. And that's yeah. how he left. He didn't actually get fired. But isn't that, the, 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 the guys in suits in the corner pocket who wouldn't know funny if it hit him in the face making oh, those yeah. decisions. With TV shows, letter or uh, Seinfeld complains about that all the time. You'd write the show and everything, and then those guys would come in and sit down and not laugh, and then they would have some role in whether or not it was a good idea. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That's uh, yeah, the great uh, the great conundrum of show business is that the show and the business often clash. And the business guys have no idea what the show people are doing. But think they do. I don't care if they know oh, yeah. they don't. And they say, look, right. I'm a money guy. I'm a dollars guy. I, this is a business. We got to figure out how to make money. I'm fine with that. But don't pretend that you know. That's what drives me crazy. And we've run into oh, yeah. to, to, to this ourselves. But Sure. Um, I brought this up. Oh, kicking off hour three, Wall Street Journal with some polling out that I find tragic and disturbing. About people's wow. attitudes about a whole co- a bunch of things. So if you want to be tragically disturbed, grab the podcast or listen to Hour 3. Not merely tragic or simply disturbing, but both. Yeah. What's a, what's a poultry restraining cone? Get the right size. This one's in medium. They sell them on Amazon. I guess it's yeah. a really handy way to dispatch a chicken. Uh, having trouble at the farm or trying to figure out how to get rid of uh, chickens if you end up with too many or you got a rooster that's out of control or whatever. And it's just, it's a it's a cone, basically. And you put them in at first and it holds their legs together and their wings together and everything like that. They can't move. Why are you, you telling just, us this? And then you can just lop their head off really easy, hold them oh, the bone, barbaric. And then you, have your, then you have their body in the cone. Where the What's blood the dra- matter with and you? And the blood drains out easily, so it's not such a big mess. Oh. Well, I just, I don't know how many chickens being drained at my place. Well, why did you bring this up? Why are we talking about castrating hogs next? 
What What is with you, farm boy? Well, plenty of people are living a lifestyle where there's a beasts about. And if you've never used the poultry restraining cone they sell on Amazon, it's very, very handy for dispatching a chicken. Don't do it the way your grandpa did. It's too messy. Mm. Uh, came across this. I'm just looking through all the screen captures I got over the weekend. This was a those of you uh, people that don't like the vaccine mandates and stuff like this. Um, it was a picture of a guy kind of giving a come hither look. Hey, girl, your last name must be Pfizer because you just made my heart stop. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> that is irresponsible. That's misinformation or disinformation. Or so you're banned from Facebook. <laughs> I thought that was funny. What are Americans' attitudes toward having children? Religion. Patriotism. And among a bunch of other really important things to society. Well, they ain't going the right direction. Do people believe chickens should keep their heads or not? Depends on the Attitudes chicken. Attitudes are changing. Depends on the chicken. Mind your peas Chicken and by chicken basis. Exactly. Huh? If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.